Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast powered by Cineman. I'm Ewan Graff and as always, I'm joined by Lachlan Teeley. You strike, we strike, we all strike. That's right. More and more of the film industry are on strike. Both the WGA and the SAG are all now on strike or the SAG or the WAGA. But you say SAG, we don't say SAG, but you say WGA, we don't say WAGA, but mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's striking at the whatever. moment. Ewan? We're not striking. We are really busy with, I guess, watching. Uh, we're not part of either of those uh, unions. <laughs> Lack the word there. I, could I don't think we them. have a unions. union. And plus, no. you won't let me join one. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you watch No Hard Feelings. I'm just going to freeze over that. <laughs> you watched uh, No Hard Feelings and you also caught Talk To Me, a movie that's not really out yet, I think, for me and in most places as well. So going to get a sneak peek for that. Uh, then I watched uh, Day Clone Tyrone, a movie that's coming out, I think, in a week or two on Netflix. So I got a bit of a sneak peek there. And then I also caught the new Bird Box movie set in Barcelona. But were the strikes too late? Because we have a trailer for Wonka. Oh, no. Where have we gone? Plus, Ewan and I are going to give our thoughts on the Napoleon trailer. Just brief, because we have something else coming as well. So, let Ewan and I take you on a joyride. Yes, that's right. This week, we are covering the movie Joyride. The Mm -hmm. comedy, adventure, action, fun movie. Fun. I don't know what genre to put it in. It's definitely just uh, a comedy. It's just a comedy. That's all it is. It's just a comedy. Uh, you and I are going to discuss that this week. So let's cue up the intro and get into the show. We are this professionals. Is, this is a professional podcast. Yes. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Hello there. <laughs> Which actually, Did you this get is going to be a as bit... Well? Um, yes. So I've got Dune Cam. <laughs> it's just a camera <laughs> with my Dune steelbook. All right. Welcome back. Lachlan, a uh, full week uh, of things to discuss. Uh, I think we're gonna jump straight into the news, right? Because there, there's 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 some stuff to discuss. There's, there. a, there's a there's a decent amount. Uh, first up, we did watch uh, the two trailers for Wonka and Napoleon. Uh, we did do a bonus recording for that to give our reactions to. Uh, there, there might be a bit of an audio situation that's not too great, but link below you can find uh, that video. You can also join our Patreon for free uh, and get a bunch of bonus content. So. Uh, go give it a try. Again, like I said, free. Anyone can join without uh, ever spending a dime. We we had we had some thoughts on both Wonka and Napoleon. With Napoleon, yeah. it's mainly like this looks amazing. With Wonka, it's like this looks great. Yeah. This looks wonky. I don't know. I don't know what well, to make you. of it. I'm I'm yeah? okay with the trailer. You're the one yes. who's a bit negative on this one, mate. So uh yeah, I, I can yeah, say I that know. there is not, not enough uh Oompa Loompa Richard Grant. That I can get Hugh enough Grant? of. So, Hugh Grant. Yeah. I said Richard Grant. Oh, whoopsies. Richard. Wrong one. That's Hugh Grant. Another Oompa Loompa. Oh my God. Could you imagine both Hugh Grant and Richard E. Grant as both? That, Sign me yeah. up. Uh, Sign so, me yeah, up. look, I'm, I'm keen. I'm keen. Uh, doesn't matter which yeah. Grant I get as an Oompa Loompa, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. The only issue I have with the trailer is just Timothy Chalamet. I don't know how I feel his wonk yeah. is going to come across, but it is a young. Wonka. He might not be as uh, Wonka as we might want him to be. So he could just be a Willy, not a Wonka. He could just be Willy and he needs to free Willy. There's another movie reference for everybody. Timothy puts the W in Wonka, Wonka I guess. Uh, yeah. You just uh, said I don't Vonka. know. You said Wonka. You said Wonka. I said Wonka. Extremely I said European. I know. That's, yeah. 
I I gotta I gotta experience Wonka with some vodka. I think that's that's my deal, and then yeah. I'll have a good time. But yeah. uh yeah, this will be out for Christmas season. And uh Napoleon um bringing, I guess, the battles of this French I was about to say director, uh but <laughs> French No, he's very it's French. Also not uh when I when I say French, I mean American, but yeah, you know, he's very French. Do you think um that uh similar to Johnny Depp and Jean de Barry? Um, that Joaquin Phoenix would also just speak French for this movie. No. No. You know why? He doesn't need to save his uh, film acting career, so I think he's fine. Fair, fair. Uh, but yeah, that's that. He, he'll go b back to rapping after this. So those are the traders. If you want to hear more of our thoughts, uh, we got trader reactions for those. Um, but then the big news item of the week and for the next coming weeks and honestly probably months is... The uh, now joined uh, strike with the unions from both the WGA, who have been striking for uh, a couple of months now, I think since May, right? It's been a while. We also now got uh, SAG-AFTRA uh, striking as well, that it's the Screen Actors Guild, and those other letters, uh, letters after that is like for, for radio and all of that other stuff additional uh, to that. And um, yeah, uh, they have... Uh, I guess accepted the uh, strike um, thing and they're doing it now <laughs> and um, it's just a really depressing time to see uh, how the studios and the producers have treated and responded to uh, those incoming strikes like I don't know how much you've seen but I saw some really disgusting rich behavior especially like Bob Iger but yeah you haven't seen any of those so can I fill you in? Go ahead, fill me in. All right. Yes, yeah, so you've been filled in. I don't uh, know if I've told you this, but I I'm completely like desocializing my social media right. presence. It's not even Reddit. on threads. Reddit, really. I don't really use know, Reddit big, for big, news, but I know you used yeah, you've used Reddit for film news as well, right? All the time. So there was a quote from Bill Iger that he gave in the interview that if you don't know he's the CEO of Disney who stepped down, then the other Bob came in, did a terrible job, and then they replaced him with another Bob that's definitely not a clone of the frozen head of Walt Disney. And he said that like uh the way that um these strikes are happening right now are like deeply like really problematic uh, problematic and it's like the worst time right now and the demands are like unrealistic and stuff like that and if you look at the stuff that the conditions that like the actors wanted some of the stuff was like that the digital likeness cannot be scanned and used for background work because what the studios had planned to do is to get background actors extras in scan them uh, and then have them digitally for all of time to use as like like background extras. So you get like a flat rate, get maybe a couple of hundred bucks for your day's work and then never again. And that's just like, that's that's horrible. <laughs> like you gotta say, that's really exploitative of um, that type of, uh, yeah, people who wanna, wanna make a living of, of acting. The same thing with uh, residuals, uh, like the CEO of, uh, Netflix recently said like Orange is the New Black is it was like the, the biggest hit ever. And then I saw a video from one of the actors from Orange is the New Black who got like a residual check, uh, check and it was like listed all of the episodes she was in. It was like multiple pages. And at the bottom, it's like, oh, you got 23 bucks or something like that. Um, and it's like, it, it just doesn't really make sense because Netflix doesn't give out the data. And there's also no contracts that would give them the money 
uh, that would accord to the viewership and the money that like the show creates for that service. So that's all like really outdated. And the last time like these two um, unions have striked together in unison was in the 60s, uh, right when TV was on the verge. And like there's a lot of outdated stuff with technology as it advances. Studios and producers have always tried to exploit it as much as they can. Uh, and there's just such a big like discrepancy with someone like Bob Iger earning about 400 times as much as their lowest paid worker does. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on. There's also like smaller stuff with well, also with AI and like the self tape um, things. I'll put a quote up here that explains that real quick. Um, but yeah, Lachlan, I think there's there's not much for us to comment on other than like our support is is fully with uh, the, the unions who want to get a fair deal. Uh, from um, the people who are making money off of them, and it's it's I mean it's it's bad to see, right? It's it's gonna gonna take a while, and people are gonna uh, lose uh, their houses. They're not gonna have income for a while, and it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, a hundred percent. I uh, can't believe residuals on films can be negotiated be such a poor amount. But hey, yeah, you you try to do what you can do in this industry to get your foot yeah. in, and hopefully you have a, you'll make it and you can break even. But it, it's good to see that there's a lot of uh, big names as well supporting uh, yeah. smaller voices in the industry as well. Uh, so hopefully we can get around to a a new agreement, especially how quickly technology is changing where mm. things are premiering they're not even going in the cinemas anymore like i know that director video has always been a thing but director streaming has only become a massive thing in the past two to three years so i yeah. i think it's a great time for them to strike and come to a new agreement with what they deserve to earn uh, especially mm. when so many residuals were paid uh, for some people when it's just in cinemas not on streaming so yeah and for series as well i mean that's the whole like riding thing with the mini riders rooms where uh, riders are not uh, on for an entire series but basically just riding a couple of episodes that way that they're not really they're getting pay west way less over a smaller amount of time uh it's just like less stability for people working in the industry and like ultimately i think there's always some comments that are like very much like the people who love elon musk and, sh and shit like that like those idiots that you don't really have to like i don't know take into account as much but with like hey these these are actors they make a shit ton of money why are they why do they want more money and i feel like that's always like a misconstructed uh argument to make because it's ultimately like these deals are not for like the one percent of actors who are like really millionaires themselves that negotiate off of what their last rate was that's like how you get paid more as an actor it increases but this is more for like the people who go from work to work, uh, from, from job to job um, and aren't really big names uh, and are working in the background and stuff like that, uh, that are still like hustling to get like some kind of recognition. That's for them to make a living off of it. Uh, and like that's the unfair part. And then for the writers, it's like the vast majority of them uh, really just get like just unfairly treated. I, I don't know. It's, it's just uh, it's a bit sad to see, but it's it's the world we live in we live in a society, society. you fuck <laughs> I uh, we live that. in a <laughs> uh but yeah so no i'm not gonna end it like that i'm gonna uh tell you what the actors are, are not able to do right now in addition to 
acting, singing, doing podcasts, doing talk shows. They're also not allowed to attend um, premieres. That's why uh, like the, the cast of Oppenheimer at the London premiere, before the movie started, they left the red carpet, they were there, and then they left again um, in support of that. And there's also another tidbit from uh, the UK uh, productions there because this is obviously like a US thing and there's a union called Equity. Pretty much all of the actors from House of the Dragon are in that union and they are legally not allowed to strike in support with SAG and WGA. So House of the Dragon is like a show that is going to continu continue filming because they're, they're not part of that and they're not even allowed to strike uh, which, yeah, is, uh, was really interesting to me. It's also going to change some stuff for the fall film festival season when a bunch of these films are going to premiere and the cast is not allowed to uh, attend um, the, the screenings, uh, the premieres for, for those films. But I mean, we're there to watch the films after all, not to watch the act. I mean, there's, there's some people who really love to see the actors, but ultimately you're there to watch the films. So that's that's all fine with me. I, I don't really care about that much, which I guess I can say, I, I think I forgot to say last week, but I, I am accredited for both Venice and for TIFF this year. We'll see if I manage to go again. to both. I just, I haven't, I haven't brought it up yet. I haven't brought it up yet. I, I didn't mention it last week, I think, uh, but I am accredited. So we'll see if I end up going to You've both You've told of those. me at least like four times. I did. I did. Well, twice. Maybe you, you send me every, a text every morning saying, Hey, just remember I'm accredited just rem mm -hmm. for both TIFF. Like, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Luckily coming with me to gun next year. If everything goes, uh, according to plan. Um, and we might be able to do Sundance remotely early next year that's the plan for you to attend uh festivals in the near future yeah one last thing is that like disney is doing a red carpet for haunted mansion for that premiere but because there's no actors they are using their disney icons is what i saw like they are using like mickey mouse and stuff like that and they want to red carpet it's just such a bizarre thing uh but yeah that's that's what they're doing yeah right and then my most anticipated film of the year prem uh, premiered uh earlier uh, this week, a couple of days ago, How Do You Live from Hayao Miyazaki, his last film, maybe this time it's actually his last film. It will premiere in the US under another title, uh, The Boy and the Heron. I think there's no release date for the US uh, just yet, but it, it premiered with just a poster, you know, as a promotional thing. And I think there was like, <laughs> saw on Twitter, someone leaked the emoticon that was set for the hashtag for the thing. Um, it's interesting to see like how stripped down of a marketing campaign uh, this film is doing, but I'm eagerly awaiting it. And so far, I mean, from what I've seen from people, I've seen it in Japan, uh, it's good. So that's what I was looking forward to. Anyways, that's it for the news, man. This was really heavy on, on my end, uh, lecturing you about uh, the, the the strikes here, but uh, yeah. I feel like it just needs to be done because uh, we need to be in the loop with this because it's going to have an effect. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like a lecturer. Uh, I don't see the notes, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I took no notes. Oh, okay. Fair. Fair. Now I'm sad. Anyways. I was actually, uh, I should have written a note that says Disney bad. <laughs> that's... I think what you should take away from this. Uh, but by popular demand, <laughs> we are bringing back from last week discussion time. It's still, discussion time. It's still discussion time. Uh, I haven't seen a better title yet. We're going to have a discussion about uh, why mid-budget uh, comedies are disappearing more and more. But we'll package that into our uh, review for Joyride. 
Um, first up, we do want to uh, go over now that we are more than halfway through 2023. We want to go through, uh, I guess, top 10 of the year, the films that we've seen so far. Lachlan, you want to go first and share your top 10 with us? I mean, I can. Do you want me to go from the bottom to the top or you want me to go from top to the bottom? That is entirely up to you. I, I'm, I'm leaving you like... All leaving right. you full control. I, I will go from number 10 to number one. Now, uh, just so everybody knows, this week's discussion time uh, was brought to you by me. Uh, I added it, it to the show notes. And yeah. reason is I went through my letterboxed account to see what I've watched this year. And this is me teasing it in uh, what we've been watching. But I increased a few of my rankings. Mm. Okay. And when I mean a few... I literally mean two. That's all. But I thought you might want to know. The first one mm -hmm. is Asteroid City. I yeah. increased that from four stars to four and a half. Right. And my second film is my number one film of the year so far. But let me start from number 10. That's a little tease mm -hmm. where I've increased number one. Uh, number 10, Ooh. Mission Impossible. Great action. Really mm -hmm. fun. I thought it was uh, a decently good Action flick. Uh, Spider-Verse is number nine. Why? Because mm -hmm. I thought it was a great animated flick. And it's also my number I nine. I enjoyed it. Number eight, Perfect Days, Wim Wenders. That is a uh -huh. film that we saw in Cannes. Uh, I don't think you can see it yet, but when you do, you no. should definitely go see it. Number seven, Killers of a Flower Moon. Spectacular. Mm. Scorsese film coming out later this year. We can both agree. Uh, good we film. Can enjoyable film uh number six you and you might be shocked at this one that has actually made it into my list even though i didn't like it that much but i didn't have the gut to increase it when i was going through my letterbox i'm still thinking about it but number six is monster again we saw it at Cannes, and yeah. uh yeah coriator made it into my, my number top 18 mid, mid, yeah uh number five bo is afraid mm. it's in there all the way it's at number five I gave yeah. it a pretty high rating and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I thought about it the other night and I thought, mm, it's a good little yeah, film. Yeah. It's got to be in the top four, five. Number You know, this is my favorite film from Cannes. Yeah. But as I said, Asteroid City got increased to number three because mm -hmm. I am slowly but surely thinking Asteroid City is possibly one of his best films. Interesting. And I yeah, had yeah. to really think about it, but I'm going to be rewatching it so I can think about it and yeah. I'll get back to you on that one. Number two, John Wick chapter four. Why? I don't need to explain myself. It was the, <laughs> some of the best action of the year uh, and uh, a really good closing story to Mr. Mm -hmm. Wick until uh, Lionsgate decides to wake him from the fucking dead. And number mm -hmm. one, this is the film that I increased from four and a half stars to five stars, the zone of interest. Oh, so there's another gun film. You misled me. Actually, it's not the uh, not the first five star because I gave John Wick Chapter Four five stars. Ah, and okay, okay, yeah. I just really enjoyed it because there was four films following, and I thought it was a really good finisher, and it was the perfect mixture of not being too crazy and crazy. But the zone of interest, I gave four and a half stars. I just sit on it, and yeah, I've, I've risen it to five. Um, it has been risen. Great. And I've considered I've Whoa. considered moving Monster up as well. Monster mm -hmm. is still uh I believe I still gave it three and a half. 
in I definitely want to rewatch I, it because with a lot of these like gun films, it's like you go in having no trailer, only maybe description and uh, the name of the cast and, and director. And I think with with a lot of these films, expectation is like key. So when you know mm. where you go, you can actually appreciate them. Uh, there's a couple mm. of, of films on my list here that I'm like definitely going to rewatch as soon as they come out here. And yeah. we have three mo movies that overlap in our top 10, which I like that it's only free. That's not yeah. more than that. We'll link your, I think your list is public. Is it, is it public yet? Or is it like not yet. the end of the not year? Yet. I'll, 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 I'll post it. Maybe make us later. a, yeah, maybe make us a, like the top 10 so we can link it below. Uh, so if one, people want to check out uh, your ranking of the year, but he, he privates it often because he likes to adjust stuff quite frequently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hold, don't hold him accountable to that. Uh, do you want to hear my list? I'll also, I'll also go from, from 10 to 1. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I think this is going to cause a lot of discussion because you definitely don't have it anywhere near here. But I uh, rewatched the movie we're covering today uh, and it's making my top no. 10. It's number 10. No. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. No. I do have it just to make you more uh, mad. I do have it above Monster, Asteroid City, Cobweb. Uh, <laughs> Fallen Leaves, You Have My Feelings, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, Kiddos of the Flower Moon, and Somewhere in Queens. Oh, uh, you're a fucking film critic. You're a fucking film critic, Ewan. It's a very funny film. We'll get into that. Why Lachlan hates it, and I really adore it. Uh, number you have nine. It above the Palm Door, <laughs> brother. It's above oh, yeah, the fucking Palm Door winner. I do have it above Anatomy of a Fall, yeah. Well, Anatomy is at number 20 for me. Listen, hey, we can all be... Look, it's getting really pretentious in my top five, okay? Save it. I'm about I, to quit I redeem the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm so close to quitting this podcast. I've never when come I saw so Lachlan's, close. <laughs> when I saw Lachlan's rating for Joyride, I was like, finally, we can fight. We have something to fight about. Um, but <laughs> that it's going to be comedies, it's, it's, it makes it even better. Uh, but number nine is uh, Across the Spider-Verse, part one. Um, liked it a bit more on the rewatch, and it also made it same spot it's okay. nine nine. Like yeah, luckily yeah, we had yeah. the same, I we agree. had the same, right? It's a good, good uh, next up is a gun film that uh, was was the winner, I think, of uh, Un Seul Regard, uh, How to Have Sex. Uh, really liked that one. Next, uh, The Quiet Girl, uh, released in twenty twenty three, but also was in like the Oscar thing. So it's kind of a bit of a tie over, but. Uh, yeah, I like that one quite a bit. Then uh, Rylane, um, another like, I I'm a sucker for romance. I really like it. Like, I know for you it's a bit lower, but not that much lower, right? No, wait, you didn't really like Ro uh, Rylane as well. So <laughs> hang on, you gave it how many stars? Four and a half. Yeah. Four and a okay. half, yeah. I gave it three and a half. I wasn't that judgmental. I still liked it. I thought the comedy was fine. But you've put Can't it say the above... Oh my gosh, I'm scrolling down, man. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, he's, I'm. He's on my list. If he could dislike stuff on Letterboxd, he would be doing it. <laughs> continue. No, continue. I'm listening. I'm okay. listening. But okay, I'm okay. also judging so, in silence. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my next. Uh, Luck of Here is 77. How do you have it so. I know you hate the movie, but you I don't literally. Like the movie. Uh, it is. I have one, it above two, Elemental. It's, it's three above Elemental. Four above Indiana Jones, and we shat on those movies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would also shit on Lucky Mera because I really didn't like it. Um, 
but <laughs> you you can find the full list link below by the way if you want to be outraged like Lucklum. <laughs> about dry grasses is my next one just a really slow simmering um thriller drama whatever you want to call it it's so much it's also so long it's one of the films i really want to rewatch. Because uh, I, I know where it's going now. Then the only film in the rest of my top five that you can actually watch right now is How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Just thought that had so much energy uh, and great performance, great story. Didn't have like a, a great ending that I wanted. Maybe one too many storylines, but ultimately like really packs a punch. Um, loved it. Then uh, you said that Zone of Interest was your number one, right? Zone of Interest was my number one, yeah. Yeah, currently that's my number three. It could also be my number two right now. Those are a bit interchangeable, but uh, great film. Again, can't really say much about it yet because people haven't seen it. Uh, followed up by Todd Haynes' new film, May, December. Um, you slept through like half of that film, so you can't properly judge it, but I had a great time with it. So that's why it's my number two. And then um, I think also in your top 10 was Perfect Days, a number yeah. like eight or something. Uh, I really loved it. It's my favorite film of the year so far. Really beautifully touching. I can't wait for it to come out. I like actually am programming an entire like little series on Wim Wenders films in the local theater that I work at early uh, in January next year because uh, this movie is coming out at the end of the year. So go check it out. It should be out in December. Um, Let me tell yeah, you, Yon. that's it. There's yeah, one okay. movie that I completely agree with you in, and and I and I and I, <laughs> what? and I'm happy. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. I I completely agree. I want to rewatch about dry grasses, mainly yeah. because I think that n neither of us expected that film to be where it goes, what yeah, it was, yeah. where it goes, and mm -hmm. it sets up a premise. And, and then it sticks to it, but then it diverges mm. and comes back to it. It, it. It's a really interesting film. And I struggled to know where I wanted to put it because I tiptoed yeah. it in the top 10 multiple times making this list. I inevitably, I've, I've taken it out, obviously, because I didn't mm -hmm. say it, but I, it, it's in there. But I don't have it on my list. Like, it's, it's unranked because I don't know right. how to feel about it. I still think positively, but I need yeah. to rewatch it before I put it back in my list somewhere if i can't rewatch it before the end of the year then i'll and i'll throw it in there but i really want to rewatch it because i feel like it could get up there it could definitely be in my top five like you've got it but yeah. i will need to rewatch it before that and i will also mm -hmm. need you to rewatch uh joyride about rylane uh, sorry about, about rylane uh, rylane as i did well. and i, I, I did rewatch re joyride last Killers. night uh, I need you to rewatch Killers for me, please. I will. And, I will. Uh, I think you should reconsider what you've said. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> you edit this podcast. So you can re-record re this entire thing if you wanted to and completely ignore this part. But know. my God, brother, we uh, we have some talking we need to do. <laughs> hey, that, that's the beauty of, like, look, if we were to agree on all of this, I think it would be. Uh, I, I, I love that you have given up on me appreciating action more. Because, like, John Wick and Mission Impossible and stuff like yeah. that is way lower on your You're list as well. You're an that's just, that's just me. Yeah, and that's why I love Joyride. <laughs> uh, okay, let's as, move as on. Reference, as reference, John it's Wick is number, is number 30 uh, next, to, yeah. next to Mission Impossible, uh, which are my two action films that I have in, in, in my top 10. Uh, mm -hmm. and I think that I was quite generous, uh, that I put it, put it in there. Spider-Verse is also for both of us. So I think, I think 
you know what? I I don't hate your rating of where your action action is. You know, you're you're not yeah. an action guy, and I get that. Well, also, I understand. like, I respect how many? That. How, wait, wait, wait. How many films are on your list? Because it's like for me, it's number thirty out of like hundred and forty films. Like, it's it's not like thirty out of thirty. Well, that, maybe on. that these are, the, are these the films that you've missing. watched this year, or these are the twenty twenty three films? No, these are twenty twenty three films. Okay, uh, it's also I've like seen, missing a I've couple a that few... I've seen recently. I've seen a few films that are listed as 2022. Ah, uh, uh, no, no. I, I mean, Fact like, yeah, the, the 2023. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. But those were 2023 releases. Like, if you go on The Quiet sure. Girl and uh, you go to releases, it does say, uh, fuck, theatrical. It was in 2020. Okay, never mind. That's um, uh, <laughs> what I was pointing at because I knew it came out last year. So uh, that means look, Joyride I... is my number nine. <laughs> And it's somewhere in Queens, which is also so, yeah. 2022. That one didn't release until uh, like some Look, f- when they released at Fall Film Festivals. It, it is listed as like the previous. I year. strictly that premiered uh, at like, look, I... look look look. It premiered at Tribeca in in okay. June, and then it came out like another Palm Springs, whatever, and then it was online in like April or May. I would so have that to one go is, through my diary on Letterbox and rate those films. <laughs> I know I've logged like over a hundred so i would have to go through them but there's the rocky series in there and a couple other binge sessions that i would have to take out but yeah i i would say there's close to like 90 films on the list but but from 2023 with a big big but uh he does have a big uh i haven't done that yet because i can't be fucked anyway anyways that's what you've been watching so far in the year but let's get to what you've been watching uh, you put the old oak before lakimita <laughs> you fucking okay. piece of shit look 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 i'll have you i'll Fuss adjust that because like is above lakimita you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> he really liked he really liked that movie. I just didn't. Uh, look, I'll do you one solid. When it comes out, I will watch it. I will rewatch it. Okay, and I will re-rank it as well. I'll, I'll actually yeah, well, like put up I don't Lucky Mira you're a bit. List it so lower, and I'm gonna fucking hate you for no, it. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll I'll do this for you. I'll do do you one solid. Okay. So I've updated my list. You can refresh, and that that's what I can do for you. I hate you. <laughs> You sandwiched it between the old oak and fast ten. I hate you so much. Also, what is that fast X trailer uh, poster? That poster is terrible. (laughs) Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. You've got your custom poster. It's so bad. I know. I know. You you can change the poster if you're if you're a patron. It looks like Vin Diesel surrounded by popcorn when it's that. It's like a meme poster. (laughs) He does look like a popcorn that's about to. Last. It is like okay. one of the worst photoshopped images I've ever seen. Sorry. Um, but yeah, discussion time is messy, but I love it. I, I, this is here to stay. Uh, anyways, let's get to what we've been watching. Uh, Lachlan, talk to me. No, wait, that was not intentional. That was not intentional. Talk to. Me. <laughs> what have you been watching? I oh, hate I that. I hate that. Uh, no, it wasn't intentional. Well, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do uh, talk to me first because. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to discuss it a little bit. Hey, no, uh, no, I've been working my way through Supernatural. I'm up to season four. Some interesting uh, mm-hmm. characters have been introduced. So there's my update on Supernatural. Uh, I also caught no hard feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. It was good. I'll, I'll yeah. admit, it was a, it was it was a good film. So I, I enjoyed myself. Uh, the comedy did make me laugh a little bit. I wouldn't say it's my type of 
humor though. That's the thing. So right. some of it got me to laugh. Some of it didn't. Some of it was trying to do shock value. And I was like, nah, I'm not really into that. Uh, shock yeah. value comedy. But at the end of the day, it was a good film. And I thought that it, it wrapped up nicely enough, but mm. yeah, I gave it three out of five, uh, mainly because, uh, I said, I said two, I went with my girlfriend, she said a hundred and I said, no, it's out of five. So I said, okay, look, let's do two and a half. She says, no, let's do 75. I was like, that makes no sense. So out of five. <laughs> and I said, what about three? She's like, okay, three. So we got to a three, uh, yes. thank, thank you for Thank you, Tanika, for bringing it up a bit, because this movie is definitely like a free three and a half, in my opinion. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm just look. Your action, but I'm art house, and somehow I'm also co I'm also the comedy guy. It's yeah. it's weird. I also then saw Talk to Me. So yes. Talk to Me is a A24 film, uh, and it's by the Rucker Rucker YouTube channel. They're a, a, a mm -hmm. semi large Australian YouTube sensation. They've also had a number of viral hits, and it was inevitable that they'd break into the the film scene i know that they've always had an interest in doing it they've done a lot of uh i guess stunt work uh on their youtube channel which would be uh, you yeah. know quite expensive stunt work to do on a, on a cinema set so they they got a background in that and as they just do it though it's crazy they just do it just do the stuff it's yeah as their directorial debut i'm quite impressed uh i yeah. need to double check really quickly i don't want to say the wrong thing mm-hmm what do you mean, the Street Fighter thing that they're about to direct? Well, I know about the Street Rider thing, uh, yeah. but one of my least favorite things about Talk To Me is the screenplay itself. And mm. okay, looks like Danny worked on it along with Bill and... Delia. Ted? Do I know any of them? Okay, uh, looks like one of them uh, is a producer and a writer for some TV shows. Okay, sure. And uh, this one, okay, cool. The script was probably one of the weakest aspects of this film. Uh, the mm -hmm. dialogue is extremely B-grade horror, and it does work with the film at points, but at some points when it's not so much horror, it's just the day-to-day -day aspects of their lives, it kind of sucks, and that's probably the worst right. part about this film. Uh, for me, was just one. Some of the dialogue sticks out like a sore thumb, and it mm -hmm. doesn't really land. Even though when it's going really hard into the horror and comedy side of it, it can do quite a good job. I think there's a there's a solid right. twenty to twenty five minutes midway through the film where there's a bit of comedy, a bit of horror, and it really lands it. Mm -hmm. The other thing as well is there is some extreme deus ex machina happening with some way of the story moving forward without explaining how certain characters get certain things. Uh, mm -hmm. to, sure, to just, yeah. There's halfway through the film, the main character gets possession of an object and mm -hmm. clearly in the scene before that object was being stuffed somewhere else. And it's like, how did you get that? Why did it just kind of move the story forward? But it's, it's an hour and a half film. You can't really get into that nitty gritty stuff, but some of that really sticks out, unfortunately, uh, along right. with the B grade script. I just feel like it didn't really have that four star energy. I can see the cat moving in the background. Yeah. 
The other aspect to this film that I think you might be interested in is is the is yeah. the horror aspect because obviously it's a it's a horror yeah. film. That's and what I've heard. Like it's it's really apologetically just like gruesome with its horror films. Could you so you think that the, as well? The violence is is very good, and that is that is Danny and Michael Filippo uh, going into their roots of YouTube. Their YouTube videos were very graphic very uh hardcore because they're action guys right they know how to do yeah. action and not get hurt but make it look like they're getting hurt so that was mm. exciting to see there is also a part in this film where the horror it, it, it steps its toe into the into this really weird uh into this really weird world I can't really talk about it without spoiling it, but the horror mm -hmm. never goes as far as I would like it to. The the okay. possession side of it with how violent they are to the hosts, like the demons are to the hosts, because that's the idea of the film. Yeah. You touch the hand mm -hmm. and you get possessed. Uh, it is good. It's great, right? And that's yeah. cool. But they they show a particular moment in the film what happens to the the soul of the person while they're being possessed they show where they are and it's mm -hmm. literally for five seconds and it was the most terrifying part of the movie for me but that's okay. all they do with it they never go back into that moment and i was really hoping mm -hmm. at the end they would go back into that world back into where they're being possessed essentially they're in hell in quotations uh but right. they never do and that's the unfortunate part uh is that they never and for people, for people who see this movie, uh, there's, there's a really good moment uh, involving feet. And uh, I like to say that they never put their big toe in, uh, into the horror. They, ne they just dip their toe into the horror. That's oh. all they do. They never oh, no. go all oh. the way in. I, I hate fingernail stuff. I, I, ah, I, I hate like toe stuff and whatever me, that's, is with that's fingers. Oh. Completely in the opposite direction, you and trust me. Oh, uh, okay, so okay, yeah, okay, okay. but as a, as a as a like debut, it's it's wicked. Like I really mm. thought that as a debut of a film, a short film. The other thing as well is with Australian films, the accents really fucking annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I don't I like so? the. I fucking hate the Australian accent in films. Uh, Joyride was a perfect example. Uh, like when we we'll right, get yeah. to it with the Australian bloke, and I was like, and then he does the whole. Fuck, ah, oh, fuck spiders. That's an Australian thing. And no one laughed in the theater here because it's not funny. Anyway, that's a, that's a, that's that a part wasn't joy really, ride. No, no, no. But, yeah, but we'll get the, to that in the a thing sec. is about this film, it took me about 20 minutes to realize, oh yeah, wait, that's right. We're, we're set in Australia. And there's also one American actor in it as well. And then it kind of throws you out. It throws you back in because the Australian accent uh, is very um, bogan. No matter where you hear yeah. it from, uh, it, it, mm. it always, especially when you mix it with an American accent, it always sounds very it, slow. It does, yeah. And and I guess that's just unfortunate, but but it, it takes a bit for an Australian to like, oh yeah, we're watching an Australian movie, here we go. Especially because I, I want to watch yeah. the um the dry this week as well at some point. Yeah. Um, I feel the same movie. about like German or, or Swiss German films. Like yeah. whenever I hear it, it doesn't sound cinematic in some ways and you no. are not exposed to it as much. So maybe that's like for you, uh, for you an extra hurdle hurdle. I, I can't today. My Europeanness is shining. Um, the Europeanness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very. Yeah. 
Uh, but no, uh, but yeah. I, I think talk to me. It, it, it's really good. I think everyone should go and go and catch it because I'd like to see these guys get a little bit more. It's also being mm. uh, quite positively reviewed, which is which is awesome yeah. as well. So in no yeah. way is my my three stars, which I'm really I'm, I'm, stars, I'm on right. this train of rescoring everything all of a sudden. Look, fi- I'm considering he- it three and a half, but. <laughs> What little, little bro went to one film festival and is now the harshest film critic I know. My God, trust me. <laughs> Everything in this commercial is like, hey, it's if it's action, it peaks through, but anything else is just like no, <laughs> down to the gutter with horror and comedies, just like all of the other. What critics. do you mean? No, no, no. Three stars I'm, is above. I'm just, I'm, is above passing. It's above a two I know, and a half. I, know. I shouldn't say anything because like that's it's like actually a B like minus. my thing as well. I know it's not bad. Would you it's be disappointed bad. with a B minus? Uh, no, no, whatever. Wait, Look, sorry. It's, it's... Someone's, <laughs> wait, sorry, sorry, someone's at my door. Uh, but yeah, just, just so everybody knows rating wise, it's 72 on Metacritic. It's 7.5 on Letterboxd and it's currently wait, sitting in a 3.5. Sorry, 7.5 on IMDb and four on Letterboxd, 3.8 on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah. That's really high for a horror film. Um, oh yeah. Even for like A twenty four, I think that's higher than Midsommar yeah. and even uh, Hereditary. I think. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely gonna come down once it is gone through the uh, local releases. Because I checked, it's supposed to come out in two weeks in Australia, but somehow you already got this. Like same thing when you were surprised me last week with Mission Impossible. Uh, I, I guess you're just getting stuff early at this point. But yeah, that's all you've been watching. Yes, except this afterwards. After the recording. Ah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna gonna check out Interstellar because we might be working on some on a Nolan film. What's the Interstellar theme? How does that go again? Um, on the count of three, Ewan. On the count of three, you and I are both gonna try to do the Interstellar theme off the top of our heads. See how this goes. Ready? One, two, three. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Sorry, I anyway. honestly have no clue. Because like all of <laughs> is this Hans Simmer? All of Hans Simmer just blends into the same thing for me, to be honest. Yeah. Same with uh what's the other guy's name who was like just made his like last score for Indiana Jones? Michael Jordan. I forgot his name. I forgot his name as well. Michael uh it Williams. Is... Uh 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 George. John no, Williams. George. John Williams. John John I had the last name. John Williams. Yeah. I thought Michelle, ah. and I was like Michelle Williams. Michelle no, Williams. That's not it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. So that's that's what you've been watching. Let's uh, get to what I've been watching. been watching. I honestly, in a, in my top ten, I forgot that I watched Past Lives. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that would have been my number one or number two. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about Past Lives really briefly. But uh, once it gets a release for you as well, and maybe the week slow slow down a bit with film releases, I definitely w- would love to do a spoiler review for Talk to Me, um, and also for Past Lives. Uh, yep. But it is just a, it's a beautiful film. Um, it's really just observing um, the relationship uh, between three people, how they're like entangled. Um, and it's, I thought the movie was going to be more of the adult uh, reconnection between these two characters who uh, knew each other when they were little. Then one of them moved away to America uh they were kind of in contact uh again but never really met again and then like 20 years pass until they see each other in person again and i thought like the reconnection was going to be 
the most part of the movie, but it's it's like half of it because there's like a lot of flashbacks and stuff like that that in, like incredibly set up certain moments in this movie where they are reconnecting. They're in the same um, space again, talking, and certain parts of their previous selves when they were younger kind of come to the forefront. And I like this might be the best like the best editing I've seen in a movie all year. And I loved how to blow up a pipeline. But some of those cuts in past lives, like really, they punch you in the gut, in the face, in the heart. Then they just like like they politely touch you as well. Like it's a lot of emotions that come through watching this film. Um, I completely adored it. I definitely want to rewatch it now, knowing what I what I, what I'm getting. Um, but it was this was uh, my second five star from the first watch uh, already. It's 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 worth the hype, I'd say. Um, I was going in with certain pr um, expectations that weren't really met because I thought there was going to be more on like the before sunrise kind of two people connecting type of stuff. It, it's less that. It's it's really its own thing, and I really loved it. I'd love to chat uh, with you and discuss probably your two star rating that you'll end up giving it. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that was past lives, then, right? That was past lives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got to uh, wait should... till August, end of August. August. To come out. It's also gonna come out in August here, but I was lucky enough that like some of the outlets here are doing press screenings because they want to have a free summer. A summer they do like summer break here as well, apparently. So like a bunch of movies uh, are shown to us a month before. Um, but yeah, I also watched Day Clone Tyrone. Uh, it's gonna be on Netflix, I think, soon after this episode releases. And that one was an interesting film uh, with John Boyega at the center of it all. There's also Jamie Foxx in it. Um, and I mean, the title says it already Day Clone Tyrone. That's kind of the premise. It's also a bit like Matrix esque, it gets kind of political. It's fun. But this was a movie that I can't really figure out what I make of it so far. Uh, I think I need to rewatch it as well. But there were a lot of like really interesting stylistic ideas and it shot very well. Uh, but I just it, it lacked like a certain punch to it uh, for what it was trying to go for. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like it's like a conspiracy movie in a sense as well. Um, I quite enjoyed it. So give it a try. I mean, it's on Netflix. Easy to watch. And then something I would stay clear of, Lachlan, do you remember that like we had an assignment when we were in uni together uh, to, I guess, cut up a trailer? And I think one of the options was Bird Box. I think we both didn't do Bird Box, but that was one of the movies that you could cut yep. for. Have you seen Bird Box? No. Well, no, 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 no. I listened to it the way that yeah. uh, God intended. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> you never know when the monsters will creep up. Exactly. Uh, I did watch it in preparation for this spinoff uh, set in Barcelona. And um, I think both movies are kind of trash, to be honest. Uh, this one, uh, the new one, Barcelona, is uh, even worse a bit because it doesn't really know what to do. And I think I was asked to not spoil anything of it. And I don't know what I'm not supposed to spoil. I didn't read the notes that closely. But it's essentially like... <laughs> the people you follow are maybe not the people you like with their intentions of who they are is not really at the center of it all. And, uh, I can't really talk about this vaguely because like what? essentially it's got a good idea. It's it's basically like what if you follow like the bad guys in this, but then also like adds a couple of twists onto onto that. Uh, and it's 
yeah, it's got interesting elements, but it never really comes together. Uh, Diego Luna, who was in Babylon, is also in this briefly. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a bit of it was a bit of like ah Netflix, what are you doing? A bunch of spin-offs, I guess, testing out different speaking regions. Uh, and because Spanish is big, Lachlan, I don't know if you knew that, but Spanish is quite big. So like, there's uh, a huge market see. for it. So we should make a spin-off of the podcast that is just like translated into uh spanish just like mr beast does um but that's all the stuff that i watched and i'm going to talk about this week i'm also uh, going to be catching barbie tomorrow oppenheimer well no okay by the time <laughs> this comes out i will have seen barbie and oppenheimer so i will be talking about that in the bonus what we've been watching so give that a listen if you want to hear my thoughts on those early uh then i watched all three seasons of the other two uh was a recommendation given to me because uh, the series concluded with um, the third season. And it's very timely with like the strikes because it's essentially a comedy that pokes fun at the industry at large, like all of entertainment. And it is like, it's quite unapologetic towards its characters that are the lead, like place them as fools. Um, and it balances its tone really well oh sorry I, I was i meant to not talk about it if you want to hear more of my thoughts <laughs> watch the bonus thing lachlan are you ready to disagree about a film for once finally we do get to argue about something uh and that film is the comedy joyride so could you read us the synopsis for the film of course of course please. four asian american friends travel through asia in search of one of their birth mothers Along the way, their experience becomes one of bonding, friendship, belonging, and no-holds-barred debauchery. Ethan Hunt and his IMF... Oh, wait, this is last week's. Can we just... Uh, let me remove that from the yeah. show notes. Because uh, Ethan Hunt is not yeah. in this movie. Uh, but you know what is... What? Ewan's Pussies? love for this Ewan, movie. Uh, yeah. I don't know why you don't like this. Uh, so... I guess let's kick off our conversation about like why on a bigger level you, you didn't enjoy this film. I didn't enjoy this film for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, this is not my genre of film. You said you don't like comedies or shock value? Com like I don't enjoy, I just don't enjoy this. This is not aimed at me. <laughs> Right? This. Because I can uh, tell you what, I don't know. every every mum that was in that movie loved the shock comedy. Really? Right? Okay. They loved yeah. it. This is not mm -hmm. my movie. Now, I have nothing against the performances because I thought that was probably the best part of the film. I have nothing against the filmmaking, but the comedy was not for me. And the right. film was okay. not aimed for me. And that's totally valid, but it just means I sure. didn't enjoy the film. I don't hate the film, valid. right? Mm -hmm. I don't think the yeah. film is terribly made. I think it's quite well done. And mm. I think that overall there are some jokes that do land for me at least. Like I thought they were actually all right. But yeah. the film's not for me. The, the comedy's not for me. But I can see where people will enjoy it. And that's fine. I just don't enjoy this type of comedy. Interesting. So, like, if you were to go back, like, what's what's a comedy that you could say, like, that's more your your style of comedy, like, stuff that you really enjoy? Schindler's List. 
sure yeah you really that's find it bad, funny it? when there's like the one colored shot in black and white uh, that was like, yeah uh, a comedy something. that a comedy that works for me. Well, the thing is, I don't really go out of my way to watch comedies. I don't. I right. Com- the genre of comedy, I guess, might be the thing that I don't enjoy because I don't think I don't yeah. think you can make a, a totally like incredibly made film when it's just a comedy. It's usually matched in with other things. Like if I go mm. to Letterbox right now and just drop down to the film section and I and I select the film like the genre comedy, right? And yeah. I look at the the top. There's a lot of overlap. One hundred twenty-three thousand eight hundred and forty-four films, right? The thing is, yeah. if you look at the top couple, none of them are comedies. Parasite well, it's is the usually, first one that yeah, comes it's, up. <laughs> it's always paired with like that's um what. Okay, should we should we do a discussion time right now? About, We're doing like, a discussion we... time. Discussion Let's time. Let's do a discussion part two. time. Return of the discussion. Okay. Um, so, like the first yeah, film why, why in that f- list that I can say that's an actual comedy comedy would yeah. be, I mean, I mean the menu might be one, but I still don't think it's like a comedy per se. The Truman Show has Jim Carrey, who's a great comedian, but that's it's not one drama. of his funny films, right? Yeah. So the only film that I can think Scott might Pilgrim? be a comedy is, I mean, Scott Pilgrim's funny visually, right? So I guess... Like I think, that's I think where it, it is lies a comedy. Into. So yeah, yeah. It, it's I, I guess that's it. But then the 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 film I wouldn't say comedy. Ah, oh, Scott Pilgrim, right? But the first film yeah. in there would be Don't Look Up. I go, yeah, that's a comedy. That is definitely a comedy. Yeah, like yeah. straight up. It does have some other elements of it. Though. I feel like in recent years, and the reason why like these mid-budget genre comedy-only films aren't really made anymore when they were thriving in the 90s in and into the 2000s era as well it's just because it's bled into all of the other genres and a drama that is like hard-hitting but also has dramatic undertones uh it's just like way more popular now like it's also with something like succession um and uh comparatively like barry those two shows that just ended this year but like one of them started off as more of like a comedy show and succession is definitely a drama but for like the later seasons of Barry, it's way more a drama than it is a comedy, although it has a lot of a lot of comedy in it still. And Succession is like more satirical in a sense with the way like its characters behave. So it's also like straight up for me in a sense, also a comedy. Um, so I, I, like that's one of the reasons why films like that don't get made anymore. I think it needs like a distinctive voice. Like what do you say to Big Lebowski is also just like a purely a comedy? I wouldn't, I mean, no, I wouldn't no? put Lebowski what else would it as be? a comedy. I mean, if yeah. we look at the Coen's uh, filmography, yeah, I would probably put Lebowski, like like a lot of their filmmaking has comedy interwoven in it. I don't think they've yeah. straight out made like a comedy comedy, but like, I mean, A Serious Man's pretty fucking funny. It's it, like, okay, so this is, this is like the, the argument, I guess, that, uh, for a lot of dramas, they just get the comedic parts kind of folded mm. into itself and comedies on itself don't really get made as much. Maybe we do have something like yeah. Crazy Rich Asians. We do have, uh, I guess, from the last decade, maybe 21 Jump Street. You got The Nice Guys. I haven't seen that one, but it's, it just seems like a comedy. Um, and there's one other film, like Booksmart is one of the popular ones that w- was made recently. 
and other than that, we don't really have a lot that also like work well because I feel like a lot of the stuff has just shifted to streaming to have like these classic comedy films that you return to. Like this week, I also rewatched like the 40 year old virgin and it does have like some stuff that doesn't hold up as much anymore. And I feel like people are quick to jump to the conclusion that like we are too woke for like PC culture uh, scrutiny for comedies. And I don't think that's it. It's just like, we don't really watch like pure comedies as much anymore and if we do mm. it is more on like the streaming services that you don't really i don't know it's it's not something you pay like a cinema ticket for and audiences yeah. and box office kind of reflected that as well but why do you think is that like why are we going away from comedies well i feel like comedies in the past have they they at a less serious time i feel like uh, yeah. in this uh, it's getting really philosophical but the state of the world right now is chaotic right there is, is so yeah. much chaos going on that most comedies these days are trying to poke fun at that they can be comedy found in the seriousness of it all don't look up is like mm -hmm. a great example of poking fun of the actual current state of the world even though i didn't find it that funny it's a yeah. great example of what a modern day comedy is i'm i'm scrolling through imdb right now and I'm trying to find films that just list comedy as their genre in their like two or three that they're allowed to list as like just the preview. And there's only really a few rare. that I can currently see. And a couple yeah. of them would be the campaign from 2012 with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. Uh, mm. You've also got the dictator with Sasha Baron Cohen. That's just a pure comedy. Step brothers is a perfect example. If someone said comedy, I think step brothers is the first one that I go to because I just think yeah. of it as a pure comedy. Uh, mm. Ted is a great example of a pure yeah. comedy. The Hangover is also there. Superbad is a great example. Uh, Project X, sure, it's a comedy. I probably wouldn't list it as a comedy, if I'm totally honest. Uh, yeah. Ted 2. Like, and these are films from like 2000 on. Uh, but when I think comedy as well, I just go straight to Adam Sandler. Yeah. And I think yeah, that yeah, a that, lot of his yeah. stuff is is comedy but even his stuff with murder mystery is now tied to the mystery genre like that type of yeah, yeah that's, murder mystery that's thing. the i guess the 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 newer of adam sandler's films are you know because like a yeah. bit of a genre bending but grown-ups that's a comedy yeah but if like coming of uh not really coming of age i guess no it's because <laughs> they're really old i i by the way i watched yeah. Step Brothers. i have seen Step Brothers now for a long time i hadn't finally. seen it finally and i've seen it now um and it's funny it's pretty funny I, I don't i don't know you could always pair it up with something else like something that's uh coming soon next week gonna talk about it barbie is listed as a fantasy adventure comedy uh mm. on letterbox like it's it's also like people who um put it in there it's just like a way to put it into like a box um mm. and it doesn't re like it doesn't need to reflect that fully or that might even not be correct but something like that is gonna it's breaking the mold a bit for what comedy is because it feels like they put a lot of emphasis on the marketing for this that it's just gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be silly I think it's going to be really interesting to see like how well this does, how many people are going to yeah. um, watch it and how, how people are going to also think about it, not just how popular it is, but also what people make of it if they enjoy 
this type of comedy. Yeah, anything else? Or are you ready to close discussion time and get back to Joyride? Uh, I guess the discussion can go back to Joyride, but... um. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I, I just think the reason mid-budget comedies don't exist anymore is that I don't think people would go and see it in cinemas. It's and like that's a straight-to-DVD. Yeah. They won't make their yeah. money back. Yeah, not even, even wrong. streaming. I mean, yeah, give us great comedies, just like this one that Lachlan doesn't enjoy. Make comedies great again. <laughs> that's that's the spirit. Uh, okay, so this comes, <laughs> Joyride comes from Adele Lim, uh, who was the writer, one of the like 10 writers on Raya and the Last Dragon, but she was also the co-writer of Crazy Rich Asians. Um, it comes in at a, a brisk 95 minutes, which is great for a comedy. The best part about I'd the say. film. Sure, that it was over fair uh but ratings wise it's pretty good i'd say on letterboxd it's a 3.4 that's okay on imdb a 7 and on metacritic a 76 so the critics for once are just really reflecting my appreciation for the film as well uh what surprised me is like the budget is apparently i couldn't get like a, a fixed um i guess confirmation for this 32 million which is a lot for a comedy a lot, it's a bit much yeah. it's a bit much uh i think it's like it was like 25 million production and then 7 million for cast is what i found uh but so far it has only made 8.4 million dollars uh hasn't been out yet i think worldwide in a bunch of places uh in europe uh but in australia it has released in the states it has released and it doesn't seem to be breaking even for the pretty big budget that it had. You said you didn't like it. Uh, I want to talk about the characters. Was there something about the character chemistry that didn't work for you? Or was it just the comedic style that you didn't enjoy? No, uh, I think that the, the actresses themselves all did a, a great job. It, the character of Deadeye is a character that I've seen before. So it, the the oddness of the character just didn't make me laugh it wasn't a yeah. unique character that i've seen before that uh, was but, to be fair also my least favorite thing like her character was just a bit too out there when the movie yeah. was already really over the top and each of the characters already had their sort of quirks Quirk. i guess uh yeah. two of them being quite sexually outgoing one being quite conservative with that and then you obviously have dead eye which is a bit of an, an odd character to throw in there but you need to have that odd character anyway yeah the the chemistry was fine, right? Yeah. I, I think the chemistry I thought it was of it amazing. all is, is, is great. I think that the yeah. characters bounced off each other quite well. I felt that the the tension between uh Lolo and Kat was was quite good. Stephanie Sue did an incredible job. I think she's absolutely brilliant. Um yeah. and, and Ashley Park's Audrey was was great. Like I, I think that for me the, the the performances were fine they were the part that kind of mm -hmm. kept me engrossed the most with the film the yeah. the only i mean they were side characters so i can't really judge them that much but the, uh, the basketball a lot of the, team the, the men in the movie yeah. were a bit uh hard to watch i think a lot of the men are just basically like uh objects to be desired for them in this story that's why it, it's like it feels like a reversal role of a comedy if, if you were to gender swap it it would be a bit more problematic uh but the way it just like fully leans into that without being um gross uh too much like to me at least it wasn't gross i i i didn't mind it and i really enjoyed how they played off of each other especially like you said lolo and cat like they're like 
quick back and forth and stuff. There were so many moments in between that just had me giggling. Uh, and then, like, this was the, the movie that made me laugh the hardest and the most this year, like, by far. Uh, it had so many, like, I, not even just surprise comedy, but just, like, really well-written and well-timed moments. Um, I, I just had a blast. I just had a really good time. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, it makes me a bit sad that I guess you didn't enjoy it as much. Uh, maybe your theater also didn't, didn't love it as much. Uh, did no, they, did no, they no, laugh no. a bunch? People were laughing. People were laughing. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. didn't, I, I felt some mm. of the humor was just not, some of it just felt a bit forced with some of the comedy right. for me. Uh, I didn't yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah. when, when jokes feel like they're forced to come on. Uh, yeah, 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 but the the obviously, uh, did you like? Uh, maybe maybe we can go into spoilers here because I do want to talk about specific moments. Then, um, all right, spoilers here. If you haven't seen the film, um, it, else it's a comedy film. It's for the moments itself, so you can listen to us and then still enjoy the movie afterwards. But uh, I think the the train thing was maybe something that that you didn't like. Was that like something that felt forced to you, or was it more like the, the basketball cocaine? team? The, the cocaine, the yeah. The drug, the drug. De- no, um, no. I, I thought. What, what that is was it one in Lachlan? The- well, I just didn't. I don't find the movie funny, bro. I don't know what to say to you. I just the the comedy for me wasn't funny. Like, sure. Okay, so in the, in the trailer, the comedy for the train is spoiled. I've already seen that joke. That joke's already uh, said in the I trailer. Watch, okay. Yeah. The fact that she steals the luggage. That's also kind of just like okay, yeah, they're gonna steal the luggage, and then. The train conductor saying, I don't want to search their assholes is kind of funny. And I kind of just giggled at that. But like, I didn't find the whole uh, shoving the drugs in their bodies and taking it to try to hide it. And then the switcheroony from the the actual trafficker. I didn't find that funny. I just thought, okay, yeah. it's an awkward situation to be in, in a very serious country about drugs. That's a funny situation. I'll... I'll appreciate that. But the actual moment itself, I didn't find that funny. And then the whole sure, speech sure. that Audrey gives afterwards, I was like, okay, sure. The come down afterwards off the train, a little bit funny. I'll give it that. I did sort of find it funny that yeah. they would start reacting a bit differently. How they, uh, cat, not cat, uh, cat says she gets horny. She's, you know, she, I've got seven. I think there was eight and then that comes to bite her in the ass later, literally. And then how yeah. Lolo is kind of just fine because she's done drugs in the past and Audrey's kind of like, let's do more cocaine. That's great. And uh, Deadeye doing Deadeye stuff. But like that moment is fine. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. That moment is fine. I don't have anything wrong with it. I just, I wasn't laughing, like laughing, laughing. Um, yeah, yeah. You might feel differently. I, I I think like the train sequence overall, look, to me, like a sequence as a whole, because I appreciate it just for pretty much the pure comedy that it is, doesn't need to stick the landing in all of it if it's got like great laughs. So I, I don't really look at the whole scene as something that needs to make sense if it's funny enough. And um sure. I I really enjoyed like specific moments uh in that it's just like the exchanges uh maybe not like the scene as a whole that i would say hey this is this is a great scene overall um but it, there's a, there's a lot of stuff like i feel like as soon as lolo 
talks, like that quick talk type of snappy, snarky dialogue works really well. Um, I think one of the things that I that, that I didn't really like was Ronnie Jenks' uh, character, who was like the business deal guy, because he kind of forces some of the plot onto them. Again, I, I don't really mind that too much, but it, it gives them like a catalyst to go from uh, China to, to Seoul. Uh, and I don't know, that, like that part what maybe was something that, that I didn't love, like the bar thing as well, like that type of comedy that that's also not funny, um, to me, but the exchanges, just like the whole thing, the chemistry that they have was just so ripe for a lot of like little jokes that then explode. Like, I don't know, something really stupid, but when Deadeye goes like, oh, this is <laughs> like when, when Kat is horny and she goes like, uh, oh, this is Hermione, this is. Uh, like Ron, Harry Potter, like it's so dumb, but I found it really funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I just had a great time with it. It made me smile. What else is is there anything else you you want to bring up with like specific moments? Not again, not really because yeah, I don't it's, think it's hard to talk like, about a comedy stand out for me. Uh, yeah. you you obviously have your, like your favorite moments. I yeah. Good Look, moments. I'll find. I I found the the reveals of some things, the subtle comedy, quite good. Like with the whole cat's uh, boyfriend being quite conservative, and yeah. they're all thinking about this wild, crazy person that they know, and she's got this quite conservative boyfriend, and they're gonna try to hide it from him that she's wild and she has this crazy tattoo and stuff. I found that quite funny, and I do agree with the stuff that Lolo says is 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 really good. She's quite a good snappy comeback artist in this film mm -hmm. she always has something yeah. funny to say and at least the banter between cat and lolo uh at the start when they really don't like each other is really good so i i yeah. enjoy that that was fun and and the character amongst itself was fun okay you're gonna hate me but my favorite part about this film is the identity of this film and how it represents that well you mean Which like really her identity Audrey. with the korean yeah, no, 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 I, I no, think... no, no, no. As in, as in, what the film says in terms of identity. Ah, that it's like, it, what, what does it say? Like, what? Well, I mean, she is a adopted girl in a white family, so yeah. she never feels at home. She's in a yeah. predominantly white neighborhood with only really one other Asian family. At least that's what they say in the film. So she feels quite isolated that way as well. She then goes to her mainland and doesn't mm. speak a drop of mandarin so she immediately feels isolated in that yeah she then travels around drinks their wine at the bar drinks their beers doesn't get doesn't like chinese food she finally she feels isolated from that and then mm -hmm. when she finally about to discover herself she's not even chinese she's korean yeah. and yeah. that was and for me that's like the best part of this film is is audrey's story Luckily. I'm going to agree with you. That's also my favorite part of the movie. But it's, addition, in addition to that, also a great comedy, in my opinion. I, yeah. like, when they have the moment with the, with the mom on the laptop, I was crying. I loved that. It was, it was so touching. Uh, and okay. the whole, like, identity thing as well. Uh, so, got you there, Lachlan. I didn't just like the yeah. comedy, because I also, so, I liked all of it. Look, I think without I can... that, without the identity thing, it, it would be, like, maybe a three and a half. Uh, but that like made it, uh, I'm leaking my rating here, but that pushed it to, to a four for me. Uh, made and it and that's better. fair. That's valid. Like I, again, comedy is subjective. Some people like certain comedies. Some people don't. And that I is like completely doubles. fair. 
and that's yeah. and that is valid. Some and and I think it's like a thing about comedy. Like you see a lot of people who who like, um, I guess very edgy comedy. That 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 yeah. gets quite a bit of notice because it obviously pushes boundaries. And there are certain mm. boundaries that can be pushed without offending people, and there are boundaries that get pushed just because they want to do the shock value. Like that's yeah. the part of comedy that gets spoken about about people who are they either love it or they hate it. That's like an easy drawn line there. But mm. there's certain comedies like this which don't really offend anybody, but they're no. just not for everybody. And that's just me. I just didn't find the film as funny as you did, mm. and that's okay because I still think at its core it's a good film. It's just the comedy for me doesn't land, which is why my rating is lower, but I can it's, understand it's so where all of the critics and stuff are saying, yes, it's good. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the rating again. If you like comedies, uh, I think we can both. Uh, well, no, we can't both recommend it, but I'll recommend it for the two of I'll us. I'll recommend it. Don't speak for me. I will recommend this movie. <laughs> okay, fair. So give me, me, give me your rating. What, what's it's your two rating? It's two and a half. Then? That's 50%. That's a pass. That's a good film. Sure. I think we could roll back the tapes uh, to like when I maybe was like there for when you're like, huh? That's really low for that film. But <laughs> we won't be doing that. But I, I like to switch. For me, I'm going to give it uh, a four out of five. Uh, but I also understand why it would be way lower for um, people who, who don't enjoy the comedy. That's the biggest part of it. That's the biggest swing it takes. Uh, but that's that. Uh, let I us know what you thought of it. Stop. Hang on. I don't not enjoy the comedy. It's just I don't. I, I <laughs> he just. doesn't enjoy the comedy. It's he not funny it. for me. I didn't laugh. Sure. If it's not a white guy who's straight at the center of it all, Lachlan can't enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm fucking trying to say here. Clearly, Ewan. You keep putting words in my mouth. Now, I tell everybody they only find white people funny. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what would you pair up with... Uh, <laughs> with Joyride. The funniest other feature? movie of the year. Schindler's List. <laughs> the Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> actually, or what are you pairing up with it? So my pick as a double feature is mm -hmm. also a, an identity film that's sure. a comedy that I find, uh -huh. I found funny. I thought the humor was good. Uh, and it's a coming of age film. Joker. Okay. It's book smart. Yeah. Okay. Comedy he likes. And for some reason, like the leads are not white straight men. So Lachlan has redeemed himself. He's picked a queer comedy that's also funny. Uh, no, I love book smart as well. So great pick. I also am going with another comedy. I'm sticking with the straight white male though. Uh, <laughs> with 40 year old virgin. Uh, there's some, there's some. There's some outdated stuff, some bad words that we don't really say anymore. Uh, but it's still really funny of its time. I feel like canceling uh, comedy because it's outdated is is like, if it's not ill-intended, is is kind of dumb. Um, and this comedy is just really funny. It's got a lot of heart. I quite enjoy it. So hopefully you do too if you haven't seen it yet. So pair it up with uh, Joyride. But uh, that's it for the double features of the week. Now that let's have a look at... The new releases and the much-anticipated feud between Universal and Bobby Warner Brothers. Heimer. 
Barbie and Oppenheimer are releasing simultaneously. I think Barbie is winning with the like sort of marketing as well, but also the release time. It's releasing like mm. one of two, one or two days before Oppenheimer as well. Uh, I will be able to see them for me right now, uh, tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. So I'm really ready for this feud and just hopefully two really good movies to talk about in the next a uh, few weeks uh, we'll have a double feature of it on the main episode where we talk full-on spoilers so make sure to give them a watch fit them in before next uh tuesday and yeah looking forward to our discussion lachlan in the meantime don't forget to uh, leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you don't want to miss that you can also follow us on patreon you don't need to join a tier and you do get the bonus videos uh that we produce over there bit of an extended bonus for what I've been watching of the week, as I usually watch a bit more than Lachlan does, uh, and it doesn't really fit into the show, plus uh, trailer reactions uh, and a bunch of other stuff there as well. So go give it a try if you're interested and rate us on the podcast app of your choosing. It helps us uh, get up there in the charts. But uh, Lachlan, it's been a joy ride for the two of us discussing this film. I really like that we don't have the same opinion on this. This was so much fun. Uh, and I hope we disagree about movies in the future as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. I've changed my mind. Yeah? Yeah. About what? You and you might be happy with me about this one. This is the very last, the last addition to the episode. Okay. Ewan, I think you were very persuasive. He bumped it down to a two. I'm not going to watch Interstellar tonight. I'm going to watch The Prestige instead. I've changed my mind. Thanks, man. <laughs> See ya.